What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Duality Podcast, where our motto is living comfortably uncomfortable. My name is Ian Perez, joined by Jonathan Mercado, Victor Rivera, and Chris Zora. We're four ordinary dudes with extraordinary dreams. Jonathan, talk to me, dude. Yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode where we grow from the inside out. We turn our dreams into realities. We stop all the excuses and we start taking action, guys. Now, we're going to talk about, hey, real quick recap. One, thank everyone for tuning in. And I want you guys to keep commenting from every video that you watch. Go to the socials. Go to the, we don't have Facebook. <laughs> go yeah, to we Instagram, do. guys. We do. We just don't share it. I need to share oh, okay. it, but we do. We do have a Facebook page. I need y'all, every time we post a video, every time it's on there, I need you to comment something that you learned or something that you caught that you're going to take it in and use that nugget for the upcoming week, right? Because we're constantly learning. We want you guys to learn with us and we want to keep adding that value. So if you also can leave a review, we want to improve, we want to get better. That's what this whole thing is about, is about getting at least 1% better every single day. And so we need y'all's help to keep growing and keep this thing pushing forward, but other than that, guys, we just appreciate y'all for coming back and come back for more. And shout out to my wife. She's taking uh, some Liz advice. And I catch her in the morning time when I come home from work, um, you know, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. She's listening to our podcast while she's making breakfast. And I'm like, oh, you, you <laughs> <do> care. <laughs> but say, I appreciate it, baby girl. And uh, let's go ahead and jump to the arena of fire where we hold each other accountable on this past week of did we do the things that we said we we're going to do, even when that feeling was gone. So where we at? Uh, who's going first? Me. I just didn't want to start. <laughs> no, uh, last week, last week I uh, worked out. Now I worked out twice and I read once. So workout was almost the goal of three and, and reading uh, wasn't quite there. But today I actually got up early, like an hour early than I normally do. Um, I didn't work out, but and I pulled out the yoga mat, threw on my book. So I was stretching for about 45 minutes. So I got about 45 minutes of book and, and some, I guess, meditation and, and stretching in for the morning. And I could tell like for a difference, like my, my body was able to wake up fully instead of being all groggy and jumping straight to work. So I felt good. Can we get a picture of that next time? Uh, let me put clothes on, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all you see is just a ball of hairs on the mat <laughs> <laughs> he goes back to sleep he rolls out the mat and just goes back to sleep right, i was stretching what's <laughs> up chris uh first off uh you, you mentioned desi uh happy belated birthday her birthday oh, was oh, yesterday right. Busted. Happy birthday, bro. <laughs> Well, I was gonna uh, get to it when we got to my turn, bro. But you took my positive. <laughs> you took my positive, but you know, I'll let you ride with it. Uh but yeah, uh got mad last... I call him blues clues. <laughs> <laughs> he had to come oh, back man. with something. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, uh, Chris. No, but uh yeah, last week. As far as fitness goes, that was probably my worst week since I started doing um, uh, five round or nine round. Um, I didn't get a workout last week, but uh, it was a busy week at work as usual. But it was extra busy. But um, and then Friday, I just spent the whole day trying to work on getting things ready for the for our our project. Like we're still working on it, trying to get this property, but. We'll see what happens, but yeah, it's, Friday was just a long day. It's just trying Let's to talk to there, bro. 
Let's stop right there. Let's talk about that. How fun is it to go to the next step that we've been stagnant so long that now that we made it over the hump, here's like a thousand other things just flying our way. Yeah. How are you taking sure. this? Like, how do you feel about this next step? And everything's fast. Like I'm talking about emails, text, voicemails, communication, like a lot of things that everything I thought I was going to be reading about, I never read about. Like it's yeah, like it's the fine it's print. Like- it's like sensory overload. Like there's so many things going on at one time. And like, like you say, you don't really learn this part. They, they teach you, like you learn how to do, or like you, you learn the basics of it. You, you figure out what you need to do, but it doesn't really express like how in depth you, it needs to get. And yeah, just trying to find a home inspector. Uh, <laughs> just like just getting the right contractor, getting the right quotes for what you want to pay for it. Um, talking to the attorney, talking to the lender, the time sensitivity of it that allows that, that applies the pressure. Like there's, yeah, Chris uh, Chris is my fine print guy. As you know, he catches things all the time, which is awesome. That's why he's my (laughs) business partner. Um, it's something that I missed. There was a fine print on one of the emails saying, Hey, you have, uh, what, like a deadline to hit this day to get your inspection done. And it was like the day of when we, yeah, he sent it to us at three, some three, something like in the afternoon stayed in that and, and it said you have to give a 24-hour notice if you want it, if you want to get it extended you got to pay for that yeah yeah <laughs> so there's this is a lot of things happening and i feel like i'm in a war zone but to be quite honest i fucking love every bit a piece of it like i was at the domain on friday when it was our busiest day trying to you know go back and forth with our broker go back and forth with our with uh the people that we need to discuss with and you know that communication and i just felt like a fucking boss like i was just like man is this what my life is gonna be like it just you know just property after property yes no dude like just man it felt just incredible for seeing what my future is going to potentially be looking like i felt awesome and then luckily and then luckily like once we get this established, like it's not going to be like as as crazy. Like we're just gonna, we'll know, we'll have the we we'll have the right paperwork that we need that we know we needed. We'll have things in, set in place. Like we'll have our own little plan uh, set up where it'll just become routine. It'll just process. become yeah. Take we'll yeah, the process. process. Yeah. Y'all should Systems. document what's happening right now. Like okay, they need well like document. So next time you are, like you say, you guys have a little oh, process going. Like document oh, yeah, for sure. is journey right here because that's what I would do. Yeah, I made a folder of the paperwork that they there, requested. There we go. So. Shoot, put like yeah. tabs and labels. I don't yeah. know. A lot of shit but, we don't even understand, bro. I'm like, Chris, what the fuck I'm is sure. this, bro? <laughs> I mean, a lot of it, I'm, <laughs> like still, I'm still trying to figure out myself, but, but we'll hey, get there. Learn as you go. I think every successful person has, you know, gave me that nugget. Just learn as you go. You're not ever going to know everything. Just jump in. <laughs> just jump in. So, yeah, that was cool, man. It's, it's just been an awesome experience. Victor, where we at, brother? Man, um, proud of you guys, man. Keep on going. This is the first step, I think, because then you get – then after that, what? You need tenants in that in that place. <laughs> oh, this one we're selling. Well, for us, we're oh, gonna, selling this. Yeah, oh, okay, you're going to flip it, so. sell it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Got we got to build it. our capital so that we can buy – have enough money to buy a multi Buy one of those. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, um, so uh, I would say this. Uh, uh, I have uh, – 
I've not, I probably just exercised me one time last week. So, but I've been super busy. Uh, so we're playing this big event with uh, my franchise CG. Um, and so it's, uh, it's been like a group project. It's doing things here and there, sort of like you guys busy, but in the middle of that, we also have like our biggest like of the year promotion happening. So I had to get my own stuff done and making sure this event is like moving forward. Um, so, so I haven't been able to have like a routine, a regular routine of exercise. Um, but I went to run like one time. Um, and, uh, as far as my book, I hadn't really had chosen a book yet. I keep looking through it. I was like, ah, that didn't, that didn't interest me. But in reading about Dwayne Johnson, which we want to talk about today, he has a book, he wrote a book. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that book and read his book. Um, and so has to be my book for September because <laughs> tomorrow is September. It's a new oh, book, shit. right? Yeah, uh, it is quick. Um, so, uh, but uh, my kids were sick in the middle of all that stuff. Uh, my kids got sick. My daughter got sick last week around Wednesday. Uh, and then uh, she took it to the doctor, ear infection. And then my, my two-year-old got sick from her. And then my little baby got sick too, my newborn. But not as bad. Like my, my daughter had it the worst, had a fever and everything. And then my son, my two-year-old just had a, like nose, runny nose. And then my baby, just a little bit of running nose congestion, but not as bad. So, but everyone's good now or like just recovering, getting better. Um, so uh, that was pretty much my week uh has been um so but uh like i said this is this is like the sprint right now and then after this after this after a month or so it's gonna die down but um uh it's, it's been good to stay busy it's been good to stay busy so man i, I want to get my gratitude towards you um because if you're listening maybe you do and do not know victor's one of my business partners in uh the cd franchise and um i've given victor basically my role and not only giving him my role, I've also given him the task of event planning. And on top of event planning, he also has to do his own numbers and his, his own results. And it's a lot, but it's almost unnecessary because all this chaos that's happening in your life, it's molding you. It's molding you to handle that pressure. It's molding you to develop the lead that you're meant to be. Like everything happens for, to, for you, right? And so whenever you feel pressure, whenever you feel all that, just got to remember it enjoy this shit like it's building you and also got to get thanks man because you took a lot off my load and for a, a good time because this real estate thing you know me if i don't know i'm freaking on youtube i'm learning i'm free i didn't know how to write a cashier's check i think we discussed about that last podcast right nah I I tell you how, yeah. yeah so like all these little fine things that i don't know what the hell is going on i'm having to shift my focus and um, it's been a little bit on CG to be honest, but you know, thank God that Victor's been there by my side, being my right hand and just kind of like taking lead. Said he took everything on his back and said, I'm gonna roll with it. And so I gotta tip my hat off to you because you haven't complained not once in the midst of family being sick, in the midst of the biggest promotion we have of the year, in the midst of you taking leadership roles, in the midst of you planning the biggest event of the year, brother. I appreciate you, man, so much. Like, I can't thank you enough for it. And you haven't complained once, which just makes it even more better, dog. I fucking love that shit. And, you know, on my end, it's just been real estate. It's been real estate, a little bit of CG, a little bit helping trainers here and there. And, um, man, I just, I just want to bring out this one moment. My book reading has been off and on. Like I said, the book, I need to transition, but I still keep fighting. There's this fight in me, bro. Like, I did listen to it twice this past week. 
not every day like I should be because I'll just tune into a different podcast or whatever the case may be. But uh, I keep fighting. I don't know why. I think I got like two hours left. I keep tipping away. So I'm just going to finish two hours left. Yeah, just finish it. Yeah. I, just, I was going to finish it, bro. It's just the dog in me that I want to let it go. But sometimes that can be a weakness for sure. But um, I, got, I gave some awesome advice. I gave some awesome advice that I didn't realize it was awesome until I reread the text. And also they were like, yo, that's some Gandhi shit. And so I just woke up for a nap. I ain't going to lie. And the trainer texts me and they're struggling with their business, right? They're like, man, I'm doing all the right things, Jonathan. I'm just not seeing the result. And I don't know what was inside me, but it was a spirit, man. And it, it hit me like this. And I said, entrepreneurship is staying disciplined to the ground, whether you are seeing the result or not. During the process, it is shaping you to become the stronger, most better version of yourself during, during the phase of opposition, like what Victor is facing right now. All that shit that's happening right now, all that pressure, all that is shaping Victor to make it to that next level. Victor's going to come out like Arnold Schwarzenegger after this season that he's currently in. And for young entrepreneurs, they think if I just do the things, shit's going to happen. And that's not entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is not seeing the light. Entrepreneurship is failing after failure after failure, but understanding that every failure, every opposition, every adversity is building you for your moment. Like it's shaping you. It's the shit that you can't see, but it's preparing your mental freaking perseverance to get there because entrepreneurship is, it's not throwing in the towel. It's not complaining. It's not how come I'm not seeing the results. It's understanding all this shit is happening to me for a freaking reason. And so I end her. She's like, well, I just feel so bad. That's her comment back. And then so I hit, I hit this mark. It's a little paragraph. Check this out. It says, the only time you're failing in entrepreneurship is when you throw in the towel. You can't shift your mindset to see the blessings. Oh, you need to shift your mindset to see the blessings that what's happening to you right now. All right. You may not be getting sales, but you are building the mental durability in the act of staying committed to the process. So next time you're in adversity, next time you face opposition, you're going to become that much stronger. You're going to be that come that much committed that you're going to be able to see the result at the other end. Right. Because you're building this mental toughness. And I think that's what entrepreneurship. I think that's what the society is missing right now is they think they're going to do the right things and they're going to see the results. And it's just never the freaking case. It's what the unseen that's happening that we, I said it early on in my little intro, we build from the inside out. I can't see my insides. I don't know that I'm getting stronger. And I think that's super important for us to touch on. And we're going to touch on it, which might be a easy transition into who we're going to be discussing. But before we get there, do we have any topics, funny, anything sniffing, picking noses? back here um i don't have a fun, uh, like a fun topic or anything but i do want to give you some recognition for the last week it's when i was stuck at work and extremely busy like you stepped up and even though you were busy with your cg stuff um you you did what i asked from you like and and i it was no problem like and then and then when you needed me, I, I tried to do the same for you in return. And yeah, I feel like our teamwork this past week was was on another level. It was probably the, the best week we've had as far as our teamwork goes. Bro love right here is the bro love right now. Man, <laughs> the execution, brother. It's it's the man picking and choosing the people you want to work with for a specific reason, knowing the strength and the weaknesses, dog. And listen, you're at work all day and you still get shit done. You make phone calls that I don't want to make the phone calls. I don't really like talking to random people. Like, to be quite frank with y'all, 
I don't like calling people on the phone, man. It's not my jam. And so for you to just to do it off of like, you know, saying, oh, I don't know if I have time, you do it anyways. And uh, yeah, last week, our, our, our energy, our uh, synergy, everything about it was freaking fire, brother. And I can't wait to have 30, 40, 50 properties with you, freaking doing it big, rolling up in Lambos and just doing the whole shabam and seeing it all the way through, dog. I'm just ready sure. for the battle. I'm ready for the grind. I'm ready for the journey. And uh, man, so what it's been like, guys, it's been super fun. Uh, training, of course, is always on points and habit stacking. I just have to shift the mindset and thank Victor for taking off that load, brother. I appreciate you. And Ian, putting me back in the game with uh, basketball, brother, and, you know, making sure that I'm good and, you know, constantly texting me, being that, being that support, dog. You're there. You're there. Support's needed, homie. And um, let's just go ahead and jump in, guys. We're going to talk about the most sexiest man the most highest grossing actor, the most everything, the people's champ, the Me. eyebrow, the guy that will lay the smack down on you, my twin brother, Dwayne <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> The Rock. That was a good one, my twin. <laughs> my twin. <laughs> um, I did not. That's like that. twins, the movie. You're, you're Danny DeVito. <laughs> He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no. I only reason I said it is because some trainer called me the rock. All right. I don't ever see this trainer. We happen to coat, you know, meet and he is all like, Hey, the rock. And I just look because I know I'm tatted like him and I do have a little bit of musculature that could be. So I look and he's like, ah, and I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's all- you looking in the mirror. <laughs> He's the only one to call me the rock, and I know I don't look like the guy, but you know, I'm gonna take the dub, anyways. Yeah, yeah take a dub. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the episode where we talk about a celebrity because, um, you know, there's so many nuggets to learn from these people, their background, everybody's different, everybody was parent differently. Um, but we all we want to grab the values, we want to grab the lessons learned because they had so much wisdom. There's a reason why they're the highest of the high is because they had to overcome some things. They had to learn some things that that we could definitely learn from because that's exactly where we're trying to be at. We're trying to be at the top of our game. So we always like to start from the very beginning. Where did it all start? Who is Dwayne Johnson? And so if whoever feels most comfortable about his background, his upbringing, guys, I want y'all to start it there and we'll just we'll pick apart. I'll ask some questions and let's just let's let's see why the rock is the way the rock is and why he got to the level he made it to. Yeah, I guess I'll, I can I can start it off real quick. Um, uh, is one of my favorite actresses, just favorite like personalities in general. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys you guys watch wrestling. You were kids, so he like he was like my like favorite wrestler. I used to watch WWE or F when, whenever that transition happened. I think that was our uh, era, right? Who was y'all's yeah. era? Who was y'all's was favorite? WWF. Wrestler? Um, I guess started F and then it went to E. I didn't even notice yeah. it changed to E, but I think it was F, right, most of the time, but. Uh, but the rock was like before we go into like who is y'all who's yeah. y'all shit like who's y'all's uh wrestler i mean uh, I like, mm. like the, rock the triple was, h huh? i think it went with triple h too i ain't gonna yeah. lie now i used to i used to watch either like the rock was the main one stone stone cold like oh, that dude was badass um and triple h like that trio was pretty good every time they fought it was entertaining you but, know um, who i was scared of Stay Undertaker. Undertaker. Undertaker, bro. I just eyes. Like, I just I wasn't scared of him. I was scared for my guy to fight him. Oh. <laughs> him or Kane? Him yeah, or Kane. him or Kane. I just yeah. like, man, can y'all just not fight them, bro? Because they'll play that song. Boom. The oh, yeah, they stop him. Like, oh, don't beat the Rock. Don't beat Stone Cold. Don't beat yeah, my I, guy. 
would say I had different eras. Like early, early on, it was like I liked. Like Sting. <laughs> I like Sting, like uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, oh you're going uh, back. Okay. Yeah. Bret Hart, like, but then What's like as I got, as I was a little older, like, I don't know, like still in elementary school, but a little older. Um, I, I mean, I liked Stone Cold. I liked The Rock. But like, I also liked Rikishi and like the Too oh, Sexy Crew, dude. like Scotty yeah. Too Hardy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dang. Like, taking me back, bro. The Hardy Brothers, yeah. bro. And um, yeah. Ray Mysterio. I Did, yeah. did anybody have Ray Royal Rumble in the backyard? I had a oh, trampoline. Yeah. So we had Royal oh, Rumbles. Had to have I would yeah. never in the, ever let my kids have Royal Rumbles on a trampoline. We didn't have no net. There was no net. There was no padding. <laughs> and there's like 15 guys on the trampoline getting kicked off, getting drop kicked, getting slammed. Getting, you know, back flipping off the trampoline, landing on each other. It was insane. I don't know how we didn't die. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I would uh, freak, I, freak out. Yeah, we used to wrestle my brother, like, in the in the bed. We just put, like, the mattresses <laughs> together. Like, his just, twin and my twin. <laughs> and he would just <laughs> wrestle. Um, and so, uh, that was what we used to do. But, um, but no, man, I mean, that that's kind of where, um, where it started for me as far as following this dude. But... Uh, as now as an adult man his grind and everything is really um really brought uh um it's even like him even more right but um uh, now i was reading about uh right he was born in cali i don't know he was born in cali yeah, for some reason i Hayward. thought he was he was born like in hawaii yeah. somewhere or something like that because he has that like you know samoan background his mom is samoan yeah um, so born in California, 1972. Um, uh, and then, uh, his dad, right. His dad, um, he was a, he was a wrestler. He's actually has a lot of like grandfather, uncles, a lot of wrestling is like in his blood, in his veins, like he, on his he, dad's side and his mom's side, his mom's yeah. side was Samoan. His dad was black. Like black yeah. His dad pioneered wrestling for the black community. Yeah, so that was pretty. That's pretty cool to have. Like, it'd be dope. Imagine like you having like aunts, uncles, or whoever like family like into something like that. Like, you gotta go into something like that yourself, right? Um, uh, that would be tough having to you know live that expectation though, brother. But you know, you got you got them teaching you. It's, it's like you don't even. I think for someone that's brought up to that, it's like nothing major. It's like, oh, this is this is like like us. Like we teach our kids basketball. Oh, it's just basketball. Oh, it's just wrestling. Yeah, but we didn't make it to a high level, fool. So them dudes are like, eh, my dad ain't really about that life. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Like I don't even know if it's accurate or not, but I had read that the first person that his dad wrestled against was also the first person he wrestled against professionally. Oh shit. Was it? Yeah, I, I think, think it was the Brooklyn Brooklyn too. Brawler or something like that. Uh, um, yeah. And, and like, and it's crazy because like his dad was the first African American to win like a tag team championship, and then he was the first African American to win a solo championship in the WWE. I mean, obviously it's scripted and everything, but uh, but still, like, just the parallels is is kind of insane. Do y'all know how he? Um what's his dad's name dwayne johnson right isn't dwayne johnson wade douglas uh, the, the rocks thing? yeah douglas. bowels douglas yeah, his real name anyway, yeah. his pops do we have any information about how he raised the rock because nurturing like that plays a big role obviously when it comes to seeing success in you know these big big time celebrities I didn't read a lot about as far as the upbringing when it comes to like what actually happened in like or what like 
would have happened in the home. Um, I know his dad moved a lot because of the wrestling, right? So he was always kind of moving a lot. Um, and so, um, and, uh, you know, that has, has been tough on a kid. But at the same time, you see your dad trying to reach his dreams. I think just by that observation right there, right? Not giving up. And I think they were poor the entire time. Like, yeah, they were the broke. Day, yeah. Wrestling wasn't like a big time like, i think any sports back in the day before like tv and like cable deals and all that Social like media yeah athletes didn't really make a lot of money <laughs> you know um they didn't make a lot of money so um you know i think um to me like observing that watching his dad like not give up on his dream of like wrestling and trying and making it big and doing stuff um i think that has to have an impact on him there um how do you guys, um, you know, look, uh, learn anything as far as upbringing is concerned? I watched Oprah's interview and okay. he talked, yeah, he talked about it. You know, what to expect when you have a Sean Bell figure that made it the highest level. What, what attributes do y'all think that his dad had? Like, I want, what do y'all think? I mean, he definitely had to have, uh, like hustle, like not, you had to yeah, have strong hustle. will, yeah, strong will, hard work. So, it was basically everything you would think a high athlete would have a very, he was very disciplined, right? His dad was very strict. His dad was a, uh, you know, big, tough guy, no emotions, push through the pain. Let's get to work. Like the biggest thing that the rock took away was obviously his dad's worth ethic. His dad would take him to the gym to go work out, but he did not work out, but he would take him to the gym while his dad worked out. So he got to see the grind. Right. That's super important. Right. Some sometimes, you know, you know, as children, they just see the outcome. They don't see the behind the scenes. They don't see the grind. They don't see the day to day. And so what Rock's father did was, you know, what if anything that you're going to see, because obviously they were poor still while he was at a high level in wrestling, uh, was the grind. <clears throat> and, you know, one hey. of the rocks. What's up? OK. I'm just saying one of the one of the things the Rock said he he wished he would have more that he would that you know that he would transition and you know ha- give his kids something that he didn't give his father give him was empathy and love and care, right? Because that just wasn't a thing, and so that's just kind of the relationship that he had with his father, and his father didn't even want him to wrestle, right? Because it didn't give the outcome that his dad thought it would give, right? So. The Rock initially didn't take that route. Yeah, I mean, I was—I didn't realize that he had struggled with so much depression since, like, he was a child. Like, first off, with being being poor and struggling and constantly having to move. I mean, having to move in itself is hard on a kid. Wow. And then throw in poverty on top of that. That I mean not having what everyone else has and like who knows if he was i don't they didn't mention if he was made fun of or anything but um he, he was struggled a lot handful of times as well yeah like yeah so like that led to him as, as he got a little older yeah he got arrested for fighting and for theft and and uh check fraud what else yeah check fraud there you go because uh, yeah like since they were broke they had to make money so like when he was they were living in i think hawaii in waikiki they were stealing the high-end clothes from from people outside their stores or whatever and then selling them turning it around and making a profit just to have just to make that some money just to have uh, to survive and then like 
at a certain point after he got arrested, at a certain time, he he kind of came to realize that what's one thing that can't be taken away from me? Like dealing with being broke was was like his 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 attitude and like his work ethic, and like he mentioned that the way people see me, like the way I present myself, can't be taken away from me if if I stick to it. And that kind of changed his mindset completely. And then, uh, but he was still still kind of an asshole for a while. Like he, when he when he got into high school, he had jumped around. I think three or four different high schools, and he was finally at well, one high school. And uh, he he went and he was using the the faculty bathroom, and boss. He was like washing his hand or something, hands or something like that. And then uh, one of his one of the teachers said, "Hey, you can't be in here." He's like. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave when I'm done. And um, mm-hmm. and like he just basically disrespected him. And then like the next day, he felt kind of guilty about it. So he, he was going to go up and apologize to him. And then the guy said, I, I just want you to do one thing for me. And that's to play football for me. And then that kind of oh. changed his mindset because he had never played football before. He was just he had got into bodybuilding, like into just building his body earlier on because people were, the people that he saw were successful, built their body up. So that's what he did. So he, by the time he was 15 or something, uh, he was like 6'4", 225 pounds. <laughs> so his, his uh, teachers like play football for me and like started getting better grades, started getting recognized by schools all over the country. And it changed his life completely. So he, he, so what he took what he learned from his dad the one value if anything he took the hard work right if you ever rock watch the rock and he talks he always talks about even his motivational speeches i got to grab one of them he's like at the end of the day I, all i have is this right here and a little bit uh, to what you spoke to chris is my hard work with these hands right here if there's anything i can do i can control this but even if i have all this hard work I go and make it to the highest or not to the highest level, but I go to college and play football, right? He gets a scholarship. He goes and plays for Florida, right? He he's uh he's a freaking monster. By then his body's huge. He's a freaking what tackle, right? Defensive in, end for Miami. Yeah. Tackle. Yeah. And so he tells this story in one of the motivational speeches. And this is where he comes across like one of the biggest adversities that he's going to have to go through. And it's soul crushing for any athlete, any athlete that wants to go to be a professional, right? Whether NBA, baseball, whatever the case may be, his senior year, one of his buds or friends or was a team team partner, teammate, thank you, (laughs) teammates, Jesus, teammates told him, I'm going to take your spot. Oh, Warren Sapp, Hall of Famer, Warren Sapp. Yeah. Warren Sapp. Yeah. Yeah. Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. So, yeah. so the story yeah. is, is, is Warren Sapp was at Miami playing tight end and they flipped on the, on the, uh, onto the obviously opposite side. So from offense to defense, so Warren Sapp comes up to him and says, dude, I'm going to take your spot. And the rock says, no, the fuck you're not. And uh long story short, Warren Sapp took his spot. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I mean, he's a hall of famer now. So yeah. I was like, what can you say? So but, because of that moment, he fucking had a piss poor performance the entire year and did not get drafted to the NFL. Like, what do you so do before, as a, before, if that's all that, that you work for? Before that, so he actually quit like after his his first year. 
because he kept getting injuries and he ended up quitting. But then, and then he something changed and he's like, I can't quit. So he went back and then, and then when Warren Sapp took his spot, it brought that depression back again. Uh, but he still tried to make it in the NFL and like like I said, didn't work out and no one drafted him. Yeah, that's um, like that's super tough to go through because um, in his um, our interview, what I saw about that moment is that it was so crushing for him because he like in his mind, this is this this is the path out of poverty, you know, out of you know being poor. He's gonna buy his parents. He's gonna take his family, which most athletes do, right? They think, oh, I'm gonna make it to the league. I'm gonna take my. It's pretty much generational wealth. You're making millions of dollars, like you know, you're, you're setting your family up for generations. Um, uh, so losing that, it's not just like, oh, I lost my spot. It's like, oh man, I'm where do where do I go from here? Where is my future here? Um, so yeah, he didn't get drafted. He didn't get any advice to the combine, no type of, you know, things going on for him. Then he goes played for Canada, like in the Canada league for a little bit as well. And then he, get he gets cut, cut. He, he yeah. gets cut from the Canada, uh, football league as well. Um, so it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so this is like adversity. I think is the moment where like he's, and he talks about it as, um, like it's building him, right. Because he says he always remembers this, this time of his life, so he doesn't forget like the grind of where it's you know what is required to get out uh, and to make it. Um, and so uh, uh, he tells the story that he gets cut right from the from the Canada League. Um, he's he's coming home uh, back to live with his parents, and uh, he said he only has seven bucks in his pocket. And that's all he had at that time. Um, and so. And, uh, and I think in, in every situation, we talked about a lot of celebrities and things that so there's like that, that moment. And like, this is like his moment here to where like, what, I'm, what, what am I going to do from here on out? I want to know y'all's moment. I think everybody in, in, in their lifetime has a moment where they're just all like, fuck. Right. That was Rock's fuck moment. That moment that was just pivotal that just shifted like from that moment on his first foot forward was to the person he was going to become. What was y'all's moment? Mm, For me, I had one and it kind of shifted me a little bit. I was my, I think I was 23. Uh, I'd been with Steph for about a year and literally two weeks before a week before we move into our first spot together. uh, I get fired from a job Uh, It pays pretty well. I actually really, really well. Uh, so at that point, um, I mean, I'm, I'm always a guy that's somewhat in tune with my feelings. I don't, I don't mind it being on my shoulder showing it. So like I get fired and like, I'm sitting in my car and I'm bawling because I'm supposed to take this woman that I, I love who has a daughter that I love as well and support them. And I don't have a job. Uh, so at that moment, I just, I mean, I fall back to what was taught to me by my dad and I, I get two jobs and I just work hard until you know, I'm blessed eventually with the job that I have now. But um, that was probably one step into what I am now. After that, I feel like you're gonna have more than one oh shit moment, maybe. Um, just because oh, you got you plenty. Know. Like Rock yeah. has more stories, but I mean, we can always go fall back to like that one and the one that yeah. just popped out of your mouth, you fellas. Like, let's relate. Let's hope. Let's hopefully somebody can listen can relate to one of your stories, right? Because we all need that oh shit moment. It's a must. I would say I don't I can't think of one specific moment like I feel like it was kind of like a bunch of small little moments that kind of built on on top of each other and they finally just like 
I just need to do something different. And like, there wasn't one, one specific thing that like shifted me. Like, I, I think it just kind of progressed over the years, like just being in healthcare for so long, I think it just kind of started wearing me out. And I, I've always saw more for myself and like, I always saw myself doing like being my own boss and, and just controlling my own life, not depending on someone else. And I don't know, just, I don't even know what, when it's, when it switched, but I, I mean, it just happened over time. Which was a gradual change. Yeah. But you Vic. Man, like I said, I think I agree with you guys, with, uh, with Chris is that it's like different moments take you to different levels. Um, uh, so as far as, um, my mind shifting from like, oh, I'm just going to go through like, um, like through life and just go through the motions and, and having that moment to change and like, oh no, I need to do something different, drastically change, do, do things that are differently to get a different, right. Uh, result for me and my family and everything. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's work. It's when I, when I moved out here, when I moved out here, um, uh, that moment there, I, it, still, it was like a fresh start for me. I lost my job in LA. Um, things in LA, Radio from Shack. The, huh? Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Yeah. <laughs> so when the time I lost my job and things were uh, at that time, uh, a lot of things were going wrong. My job, my relationship with Liz, oh, everything was going down the drain. I was, and my wife can tell you, it's probably the, I tell her, it's probably the worst time of my life. Like, I literally was depressed. Like I was, I was like, I didn't like my life at all. I go literally go to work or, and just sleep. That's it. I'm going to do nothing else. Um, and so, uh, but I lost my job, which probably I didn't, I didn't cry or anything, but it was like, like, man, what am I going to do? Everything that I've done so far has gone to, to crap really. Um, so I was like, I need to change. Like, we need, I need to change something. And I was like, I need to, I need to do it. And so one haircut. It, yeah, haircut. <laughs> I'm just I've had this haircut for like forever. I don't remember when I had long hair. To be honest with you, I feel like I was born with short hair all the way throughout. But, um, but no, like I switched my mindset to like, you know what? I'm gonna. What do I want? Was the first thing. Like, what do I want? And then when I decided what I want, I'm like, let's work for that. And then, you know, I moved out of Texas with Liz and, you know, just tr- kind of set up a plan to move, to move up, to, to do you things. Put you in yourself in an environment. You put yourself, you put, what you did when you moved to Texas is you put your back against the wall. Like the only place to go was forward, bro. You had a whole family. Like yeah. you had a wife, you had kids. It, it really, to be honest with you, that's really when Ro- The Rock says that, that's why Jonathan brings it up. He says that he makes this analogy or description of like, you know, put, you know, there's the wall, the backs against the wall. You got nowhere to go, but forward. So that really was it. Like it was the end. I was like, your life is either going to be this or your life is going to be that you got to make a choice. Like, what do you want? That's kind of that conversation I had with myself. That was probably that moment. And then everything else has been little moments, right. That take me to like maybe the next level, the next mindset shifted me to different things and stuff like that. But I had a lot of those moments, but the biggest one, Right, the one that just changed the game, the one that affected uh, not just me, where I was like, okay, I'm just going to go harder, right? This one affected um, everybody around my entire family. Something similar to what Victor did, completely just shifted the whole family uh, situation. And I listened to motivational speakers. I, I had a vision. I had a ton of moments before this 
but I got stuck in financial problems big time, right? I was, I was behind on mortgage. I was living with, I was keeping up with the Joneses and I didn't have the money to keep up with the Joneses. And that shit just finally caught up after like 10 years, just caught up to me. And, um, I've, I, I've listened to uh, Gary, Gary V over and over again, multiple times. But for some reason, I was sitting on that couch when I was in my situation, where I was behind on bills. I didn't know what to do. Um, and, you know, I was my back against the wall. I was drowning. I wasn't even back against the wall. I was literally drowning. And I happened to listen to the same freaking, um, you know, motivational speak that I've listened to over a thousand times. And he told me just to fucking just get rid of fucking everything. Live under your means. Sell everything you have. Who gives a fucking shit if you start over? Don't care what nobody thinks about. You have a vision. You know what you want to do. Just go after it. Like, quick, worrying about whatever people, whatever, what everyone thinks. And just fucking eat shit and restart over. Like, nobody, nobody cares. Right? And then, like, it hit me because I was in that certain, certain situation. Even though I listened to it a thousand times. Because I was in that situation, it just spoke straight to me. And I sat there and I cried on the bed and um, shifted right there. Like that was like my $7 moment, right? That was the rock $7 moment. And those are the best moments. Those are the moments where that flight or fight instinct just pops in. You got to make a move. And so I want to take a little bit of a lesson real quick on why the rock why does it continue to achieve at a high level because somebody listen to listening to this was going through the adversities has their back against the wall who don't know what to do who's actually drowning or they're like chris and it's just freaking gradual of like man this fucking sucks all right how do you move past that but what are we feeling we're feeling some type of fear right fear of staying in the same place over and over fear of i'm gonna lose everything i have fear of you know how am i going to take over my family there's there's a sense of what that fear do we just completely ignore the fear do we get rid of fear or we become fearless like what do we what do we do when we face that adverse in opposition what do the greats actually do like what does dwayne johnson do right there's a couple of different ways i i want to hear what like what has pushed you personally to push back that fear i think you just have to have that belief in yourself like this is not how i'm gonna go out this is not what i want like i keep mentioning things like that like what i want you can probably name it or describe it a different way um whoever's listening but like you have to you have to have like that choice you know we talk about that moment we talk about you got to kind of think about you know is this is going to be you like like is is this how you want to go out this how you want to be remembered this how you want your family to like you know remember you or um your legacy yeah so you gotta think uh to me is you gotta think through that way and i think like the rock had i think going through tough time and not really having any success but um knowing that he had greatness in him i think not giving up on that i think would with the most what what drove him to like come out of that um and he went back to what like wrestling right like he was like okay something i know for sure is wrestling my my family isn't so you know but he didn't give up he had that termination and he wanted he didn't want to go out like this so he had you know big dreams to to make it to make something of himself and then to to me the way i see myself every time i go through a rough patch or things are not working correctly. It's like, oh no, it's not gonna, it's not gonna define me. It's not gonna knock me down. This is just 
just a roadblock, just a, something in the process um, to just make me better. This is a learning experience. I'm just learning right now. This is just this is just education for me. I'm going to absorb it and I, I'm going to I'm going to get better. I'm going to tackle it right at a different angle and just overcome it. Um, so you were and, saying maybe he just became fearless to keep pushing forward or. Yeah. I think Chris. for some people, I think for some people, it's just, it's just in their nature to keep pushing for it. Like it's, they were like, that's, we can go back to that nature versus nurture. Like that could have been just their, like their natural state is to have that, that level of, of hustle or just desire to want more, um, and actually go for it. Um, I was trying to think of something that specifically, um, but I kind of, struggling to figure that out um there's two yeah. strategies that i've seen over just you know learning from these you know high highest level celebrities is um whatever you're going through and i think i even said in the text message that i sent i sent lauren is that you know these opportunities, these things that are happening for you, right? You have to have that mind, that mindset that this is that big hurrah moment. Yes, it may seem like it's terrible for you, but it's actually the best thing that could be happening for you. Because what would happen to The Rock if he got accepted to the NFL? He made money. Well, he would have made money, but he wouldn't have been able to impact at the highest level like he's doing now. He said that's the best thing that didn't happen to him. Like that is the absolute best thing that didn't happen to him is that he didn't make it to the NFL and a strategy that continues to make him keep going to the highest level, you know, from going back to wrestling, going through all the adversity there, becoming a movie star, going through all the adversity there. What kept him grounded was he constantly leveraged fear. And I even heard this in multiple podcasts that I listened to is, you know, I think even Rocky, Rocky might say it best when he's fighting like the Russian or he's fighting some big dude and the, his son asks him, Hey, are you scared dad? Or, you know, are you, are you, are you fearful? And he's all like, I feel like, you know, fear be, being, having being fearful is good. Right. Because it makes him what? It makes him try harder. Right. If like completely shutting out fear, you, you think, you know, it might be an ego thing. I think, you know, listening to certain people using that leverage, the Rock may not have any adversity or as much anymore, but he always puts himself back to the $7. He said he always goes back to, I, I'm, I might be poor again. That he, they leverage fear. And I've heard this, I've heard this from a lot of people who I operate at a high level, a lot of celebrities, a lot of people that you may know, motivational speakers, is they don't get rid of fear. They leverage it. They understand it, right? And when you start to understand something, then whatever you're going through, it makes sense while you're going through it. It's it's so it makes so much sense. Like whatever bad thing that's happened to you, when you understand it, it's happening for you. It's no longer this big thing anymore, and you're able to just keep easily just keep pushing forward. I love. Yeah, that. I think I think I remember uh, there was an interview with Drew Brees, and someone had asked him, "Do you do you ever get scared before the game?" And he said. I have fear every every game going into every game, but I think that's you have to have that fear, or else like you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, reach that level that you want to get to because um, you use that fear as fuel to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. 
Yeah, I think I like that. I like that kind of strategy of using fear to like leverage or uh, feed off from to make you work harder, do better. Um, so, um, and, and I'm I, not, I uh-huh. I'm just gonna say, I'm not gonna lie, being fearless sounds fucking cool, but in actuality, day to day, bro, there's fear all the all, all you have fear all the time, it's just natural. I'm fucking laying on the couch watching my son run past the stairway. What if he just trips and just falls <laughs> completely off? And it, and I was just laying there like, you know, anxiety is going up. And I was like, I don't want to be a helicopter parent. But like, I was fearful that my son might get hurt. Like, so I'm not ever going to eliminate fear. And so, and I listened to it just recently through a, a two different podcasts, two different people is it's like the great, the, the most successful people leverage fear understand fear accept fear and use it to keep pushing forward and i was like ha i love it so i have an example i got a little fearful when i got an email from hq uh hq which is camp gladiators headquarters that i was gonna have to go into some more leadership training and inside this training are going to be 22 other leaders who are going to be competing in a presentation to get the best leadership content and to give the best uh, presentation in front of the CEOs, like in front of the CEOs. And so I'm like here for like two minutes, like crap, man, I hate giving presentations. I kind of dwelled for like a good two minutes, but then I was like, I I was like, I felt it, that self-awareness. I was like, oh, I was like, bet, perfect. It's exactly what I need. I need to get better, right? I need to be able to do things like this. I need to surround myself with these people. And you know what? I'm going to fucking murder it. I'm going to treat it like a podcast and I'm going to go out and kill it. This is what I've been training for. Inadvertently, you this did. podcast has trained me to become a great present- uh, presenter. And so I was like, bet, mindset, mind shift. Let's, let's go. Like literally two minutes, I was down. And then awareness, boom, it's happening to me. This is great. Why? Oh, bet, I've been training for this day. Yeah, I think not only fear, I think you can also, like for me, uh, I guess the other side of it is just pressure. I think when you feel pressure, like this last couple of weeks, I feel like pressure. And um, that, like for, for me, that helps me. Like I, I feed off pressure. Like sometimes if, it's, if, if there's no pressure, um, I, I tend not to like work as hard or, or something like that, or, or I just kind of coast it a little bit. But when there's pressure, like I just rise. I'm like, okay, like I put in like my my thinking helmet or like, all right, let's go or whatever. Um, so I think fear, pressure, um, that That's understanding it though, right? Because yeah. somebody on the other side of the spectrum, they have that pressure. What's gonna happen? They crumble, they crumble, they, they, they crack. Yeah. So yeah. I think the difference is the understanding of it. Alt ultimately, the understanding of it. Yeah, I agree with all that. Like, so when I think about in school, a lot of time I procrastinated because like that's when I did my best work. Was like when when there was something on the line, like <laughs> I needed to get it done. Like, uh, that's I would wait until like a day or two before it's due. And but then I mean, I I got good grades, so I, I must have been doing something right. I heard procrastination is good. Like there was a book. I don't know there's, the concept perspective behind it, but I was all like, eh, I can see that. Yeah, like, there's there's mixed uh, there's mixed uh, talk about that. Well, uh, it depends how you use it. Yeah, depends on the person. Right? <laughs> yeah, not one size fits all ever. Yeah. 
which is why there's so many lessons to be learned from everyone. Then you can apply it to yourself. Does it work? No, then let's just move on to the next one. Yeah, I had a professor in college. She said that she's like, she admitted she's a procrastinator, but she said there's effective procrastinating and then there's procrastinating. So, um, which is very true because some people, they just wait until last minute and then like, and then they just throw anything together just, just so they can turn something in. While other people, it's like, that's when they get, their creative juices get flowing and they, they produce something that's actually good. I want to go back into the rock because we need to wrap it up. We got about four minutes and we know all the adversity. We, we hit the main parts of the adversity, you know, the growing up to the become moment, right? Um, we know he's already at the highest level of the highest level, right? He's the, the most everything. And I want to talk about two things is when you have the highest level and people talk so highly of you, how do you keep your ego in check? And then I want to know, ultimately, why do you think he just kept going and kept going and just kept going and just hasn't stopped? Like, I want to go, I want to go deep on that one. That one's a little bit, a little bit deeper. And it's something that we all had to do at the very beginning of everything, right? Something has to fuel us. And so first, let's just start off with, um, what was the first one I said? I totally forgot what the first one I said. Why does he keep going? What was it? I think it was, you know, why, did he, why does he keep going? Let's just, yeah, let's just talk about why he keeps going, right? What, and I know he said just because it's hard work and uh, ethic, I mean, his, his work ethic, but it's, it's a little bit deeper. He speaks about this and I can, like, I can understand it. I can see it. I can feel it because every motivational speaker speaks about this. And I want to know you guys, if y'all can like pull it, if y'all can pull it out, right? Because we're all here to learn. And obviously I know the answer because I looked it up. But um, what makes you think that what keeps him driving, keeps him pushing? What keeps that thing going? I don't know if, I mean, I didn't read what he said specifically, um, but I think for maybe not even just him, just for a lot of people. For everyone. When they, yeah, when they start, story. when they start at a certain level, like for him, like he started in poverty, they want to make sure that they never get back to that point. And like, and then that, I think that level of what's, I mean, not necessarily poverty, but that level, like once you hit a certain mark, you're like, well, I don't want to reach that part anymore. Like, like you could just keep, you just keep leveling up. And then it's part of it's an ego thing. Like you, you just don't want to, you don't want to backtrack. You don't want to get demoted to like, to the previous level. Like uh, I think that ego is a big part of it. I mean, which can be good or bad, but in this sense, I think, I mean, you need a little bit of ego or else you're not going to get that ultimate goal. I might disagree a tad bit, but I'll, before I do, I want to see what the other fellas have to say. I got anything. I think it's just self-drive. I think once, um, like, I think a lot of it has to do with like thinking back of where you come from and, um, uh, but it has to be just, per to me, it's just, per you know, personal drive, um, to just, you know, keep achieving something or right? whatever your goals and dreams, cause I think goals change too. Yeah. And you might have one goal and then you achieve that you have other goals. Right. Um, and so, uh, so I think just have just that, that personal drive. Um, and like I mentioned before, like not to, 
like this is not this is just one stepping stone and then let's move on to the next so i think it's a personal drive um to to uh, say that keeps them going ultimately motivation comes and goes right it comes and goes but what keeps it there is your purpose your purpose has to be bigger than yourself. It, it cannot be ego. It cannot just be for yourself. It cannot just be money. It cannot just be the material things. Because once you get there, you're going to realize that wasn't it. And you're going to be searching for that moment. And you're never going to achieve it. And you're going to feel lost. It's because your purpose was not, your purpose was selfish. It's, you, when you have a purpose that's bigger than you, nothing is going to stop you. When you have a purpose that's serving others, nothing will stop you nothing his purpose was to keep entertaining people for the rest of his life that's that's a comma it's not a period there's there's no end to it it's a comma and if you don't live life to serve serve others you're not really living your life because ultimately that's where that gratitude that's where that happiness that comes to that fulfillment there's no paycheck there's no lamborghini there's no anything that you're going to get from the feeling of helping others achieve their success or achieve taking care of others like that right there just spoke to me so much because at the very beginning of our podcast at the very guys if you if you're just now jumping in at the very beginning episode one two something like that you had to work on your inner self you had to know your mission your purpose your values because that's what's going to keep this whole thing going when you don't know your purpose your your mission your values you can get very lost easily but when you have all these in alignment you can make decisions quicker just because you have that inner, that, that, that gravel pull, that, uh, that foundation. All right. You always got to fall back on. If you're not achieving what you're not achieving because your motivation's not there or you keep blaming something else because maybe your purpose just isn't bigger, big enough. And you need to reevaluate that. what do y'all think about that? I think that's pretty good. I think it's, like I said, your, your purpose, what you're here for, what you want, Right. I think it has to be uh, has to be centered. You have to know those things because, yeah, that does keep me keeps us keeps you going. Right. It keeps me going. Right. What I want, what I said I wanted back, you know, 11, 12 years ago is the same thing I still want today. So that's my purpose. That's my reason. It keep, keeps me going. Right. It's like yeah. uh, and on the bad days. I'm like, no, nah, I got to I got to keep trucking. Right. So, yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. One thing I took away from the rock, man. Uh, lifts a lot of weights and takes steroids. <laughs> it did. It did make me want to work out. I'll tell you that. I was like, God, I damn it, if, it should be that big. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if it's on the juice, not, but... bro. I think steroids only gets a bad rap when you use it in a form that you're trying to enhance and you know win something, right? Yeah, With cheat. Their advantage, but and it and this takes steroids made him who the person he became, right? The, the most sexiest. Yeah, I'm. I don't, I don't even know if he's taking it. Man. Steroids. But I'm come from the bodybuilding area. I damn for sure know he takes a shit ton of steroids. You yeah. know the most the most question asked about the rock is uh, where is abs? <laughs> that foot don't have any abs. Good point. Y'all know why? Steroids. Too yoked up. <laughs> steroids. No because man. You have to eat so much to no to maintain that body. Once you know, once you reach a certain level of uh, low, low enough body fat, you should be able to see all your muscles. And he gets really lean. Obviously, he's veiny from, you know, toes to his, the tip of his head, veins everywhere. Right. So his body fat's low enough 
and he definitely has enough muscle. Typically, if you get low body fat and you don't have enough muscle, maybe it won't show as much. But this dude's muscular maturity is through the roof. Um, but it's genetics. You know, some people are born with you know, a cricket four pack. It's just what it was. Homie, it's what you were destined to have. Some people have that amazing <laughs> eight pack. And some people are like, oh, my gosh, how do I get the eight pack? Well, you got to be born with it. Like, you, you just got to be born yeah. with it. And, yeah. and unfortunately, the rock... Well, you can Wasn't go back with it. <laughs> you go back. You go back from early on to his teenage years. Fool never had a six pack. And he will never get a six pack unless he gets implants. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's wondering how come the rock don't have a, a six pack, it's, it's just genetics, guys. Ain't nothing you can do about it. It doesn't stop him from being the sexiest man alive. Yeah, what I took from him, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it in a lot of people, but especially someone like him is no matter what adversity you're going through in life. And we didn't even mention a huge adversity in his life that we forgot to mention was he watched his, his mom try to commit suicide at 15. Oh, yeah. um, so it, like on just that on top of everything else that he had been through, like to still take that adversity and, and use it as motivation, use it as fuel to, to do something better. Um, that's, that's inspirational. Big what you take away, brother? Oh, man, just um, I think just the perspective always um, he mentions that anytime between like uh, before, like a big movie or something big that he's going to do always goes back to those seven dollars. So I think um, I think that like little like getting getting the mode, getting that mindset, all dog, let's work, let's go. I think uh, going back to like a tough moment in your life that you came out of. I think um, that I think that what I got kind of took away because uh, sometimes, like you said, motivation comes and goes. You got to find the motivation. Um, yeah, I learned that, you know, a couple of years ago. It's like you, you got to have you got to re-motivate yourself, like something else to drive you. And I think um, that's something that I'm going to take away from the rock is like finding that motivation again, finding that reason, finding that hunger. I'm like, if you because sometimes you can't. I think in his stature i mean he's make he's worth i think 320 million dollars million millions yeah uh, i thought you were talking about mcdonald's brother like, oh no no million yeah <laughs> 320 million uh dollars so it's very easy at that level to like lose hunger like i made it i got millions of dollars yeah. like i can chill you know um so so definitely that's a big takeaway for me yeah, well, the reason why he keeps going, because remember, his his purpose doesn't have a period at the end of it, right? It's yeah. continuous. Um, one thing I took away, we didn't mention, um, it's, it was in one of his interviews, and it was during his wrestling career where he um, wasn't very, he wasn't making it like he wanted to. People were actually chanting he sucked, right? And what took him to the next level is when he asked the producers if he can just be himself. Like, can y'all just let me be me? And they're like, yeah. And so he went out there and that's when he became the rock, the rock. because before he was the Rocky or whatever Rocky. it was, he was Rocky, Mafia yeah, or something Mob, like that. whatever. But when he actually was allowed to become himself, that's when he took his whole life into his hands and got to the next level. Same thing into his acting career when they were trying to push a certain character on him. And he's all like, no. That's not that's what I want to be. <laughs> yeah, that's not who I want to be. I want to be myself, my tattoos, my my body, my everything. I want to be me. And that's what I've struggled with the most, because like I said, guys, if you see me, I don't ever cuss. But if you know me, 
I fucking cuss all the time and trying to find a happy medium of people. I'm always shameful to be myself around certain people because I could be a lot, but I don't want to be judged on the way I look. I don't want to be judged on my vocabulary. I don't want to be judged on messing quotes up or messing words up. I want you to judge me on my heart, my kindness, my care, my wanting to serve others is how I want to be judged. Right. And so, which is why I want to continuously to get tatted up. I just want to be me. I want to be tatted up. I want to be me. That's who I feel like I am. And whether you can look at me and say, he's not a leader, he's not a server, he's not a father, he's some punk. Um, I need to not just worry about that. And I just want to be myself because at the end of the day, that's what my happiness is. I just want to be me, man. Like so much. And it's hard. It's so hard. I get yeah, that. That's good advice, man. That's good advice. I think, you know, should be the... Everyone should be yourselves, man. Don't be scared to be yourself. Doug life on my forehead. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd really be a punk then. <laughs> I don't care what you said, Ian. I'm going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dougie. No, but uh, this is good stuff. I got a quote that I want to close out with. The Rock says, be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. Um, I keep forgetting to say it, but you were born to be great. So go and do it as always. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time. Peace and love.